0: It is Tuesday, July 2nd, and this is The Rally. Hey, everybody, Adam Giardino with you, and it is time for another episode of The Rally. And Scranton Wilkesbury, they snapped the four game losing streak, so they did not set a new season high for consecutive losses. They only tied it, and it was a dominating top to bottom performance by Scranton Wilkesbury. A 5 1 victory, but they did it on 12 hits and Pawtucket sent just the minimum to the plate over the first six innings against Daniel Camarena. So all in all, a strong performance for scranton wilkes and we'll get into the highlights right now. In the first inning, a strikeout began the game, but then Bravic-Valera walked and Tyler Wade singled. That put runners at first and second, and that brought up Clint Frazier. Walk
1: of Valera, then Wade, a single through the right side of the infield. Frazier, ground ball, that's fair. Inside the third base bag, past the dive of Jansen Witte. Valera will score. Tyler Wade being windmilled home. Frazier into second with a stand up double, and the Rail Riders take a 2 0
0: lead. Quick 2 0 lead for Scranton Wilkes-Barre thanks to the speed of Tyler Wade getting all the way around the bases. And Clint Frazier stood in scoring position with one away, but then there is a ground out, and the man up after that was Trey Ambergie.
1: Chance Adams, Nestor Cortez. Ambergie pops this one up down the right field line. Long run, three players get together. A diving effort by Tobias, and he can't grab the baseball. A long run for the second baseman. Frazier will score on a ball that probably should have been caught by Ruznay Castillo. Three runs
0: in the first inning would prove to be more than enough for scranton Wilkesbury and Daniel Camarena. The starter for scranton Wilkesbury barre as mentioned went the first six innings facing the minimum 18 batters. He allowed a hit and a walk, and those two base runners were quickly eliminated on double play balls. And so scranton Wilkesbury able to add to its lead. They scored a run in the fifth inning on a Clint Frazier RBI single. Clint finished three for five with three runs batted in and a double. A really strong performance for him. Ryan McBroom also added a run batted in in the game as well. And Camarena, seven innings, two hits, one walk, four strikeouts, 92 pitches for seven shutout. It marks back-to-back performances for Camarena that he's gone seven innings for Scranton wilkes On a day where the bullpen... A little short staffed due to what they had to do over the weekend in Lehigh Valley and with some roster moves. So, scranton wilkes a 5-0 lead. A run was scored by Pawtucket in the bottom of the eighth inning and 5-1 the final. The game took two hours, 32 minutes to complete before 5,022 fans at McCoy Stadium in Pawtucket. Before yesterday's game, we had a chance to sit down and chat with first-year New York Yankees minor league catcher Ryan LaVarnway. He's on the disabled list right now and we'll get into that. But we'll also get into his time with the Boston Red Sox. LeVarnway was a star prospect in Pawtucket, and we certainly talked to him about that, about his big league call-up, what he remembers from that time. But as mentioned, the current health of Ryan LeVarnway, the first thing on everybody's mind is he comes back from an oblique injury, and we wanted to know the status update.
1: Uh, it's feeling pretty good. Today was uh, one of the first mornings I woke up after twisting around and didn't feel it at all. So... Um, I'm looking forward to getting back in the lineup, hopefully pretty soon. And I know as a
0: catcher, whether it's Eric Kratz, whether it's Ryan Lidge, every time we talk to catchers, they're so diligent about keeping their body healthy and making sure you stick to a routine. How does something like this just pop up?
1: Uh, Well, it's the first time for me I've ever had a soft tissue injury. So uh, I guess it's just making sure that my oblique isn't having to take over for anything else that's not working. Um, That's normally how these injuries kind of occur is uh, maybe I wasn't using my legs in my swing as as well as I normally do, and when my body feels that it's not powerful, it tries to reach for it somewhere else, and I think the oblique just took over. With Ryan LaBarnway here on the pregame show. We're recording
0: this live at McCoy Stadium here in Pawtucket it's a place that has a lot of fond memories for you and even since your time with the Red Sox ended you've been back with other visiting teams this isn't the first time you've been back
1: but when you step inside this ballpark what does come back to you uh, it, there was a ton of good memories here we um, I was here for parts of four seasons we won the International League two of those four we won the big, the big league team won the World Series one of the other four so um, not only was the Red Sox uh, a first-class organization that that treats its players very well, but we had a we had a winning team almost every year. So it's always it's always really fun to play on a winner, and uh, I think the fans really got behind us. And uh, I'll always have fond memories of of Pawtucket and the the Boston areas. Boston's the team that you went up to, and you had your big league debut. And
0: you know, it's it's always a fun question for us to get to ask players, but. What was that call up to the big league like when you first found out as a minor leaguer that you were the one getting selected?
1: Well, I had been absolutely crushing the ball. Um, I had come off a recent hot streak of, I think it was 10 homers in 11 games, and I had my teammates like, "What's this guy got to do?" So I, I, I never, you never knew, have a sense of how close you are that first time. But everyone around me kept telling me that I was, I was closer than maybe I felt. And then I was I was in the Pawtucket home locker room here watching the Red Sox had a day game, we had a night game, so uh, when we were in the clubhouse and it wasn't BP, we had the game on, and David Ortiz came out of the game with a, an Achilles strand or something, and I thought to myself, well, wouldn't that be cool if I got to go up for David Ortiz, and as that thought went into my head, I got a tap on the shoulder of, hey, the, the manager wants to see you, so um, it, was, it was a great experience. Um, they, were, they weren't sure if I was going to be activated when I got there because they weren't sure how David was going to feel. They weren't sure how Kevin Euclid was going to feel. Um, so they gave me the old, you're going to fly to Kansas City and then we'll let you know. Um, so I didn't want my whole family to fly out there for nothing. So I ended up having none of my friends and family uh, minus one, one college buddy that I played with. He went to the airport and got a standby flight and waited till I heard. Um, but everyone else got there the next day, and the next day was when I got my first big league hit, so they were all there for that. Um, but it was just unbelievable uh, whirlwind. Ryan LaVarnway, our guest
0: here on the pregame show. If anyone were to ask David Ortiz, uh,
1: do you remember who the player was that replaced you after your Achilles injury? Do you think he'd be able to come up with your name? No, he wouldn't. Uh, 100%, actually. Um, and because uh, David, they actually didn't end up putting on the DL. They ended up putting Kevin Youkilis. On the, on, now it's the injury list, but they they dealed Euclid and um, David just sat the bench and then he was healthy eight days later and regardless of what I was doing I was coming right back to Pawtucket <laughs> well
0: it wasn't uh, I, I think somewhere I'm reading through your bio and multiple home runs in your first big league
1: start or a home run in your first big league start how early were you able to get that that home run that first big league home run out of the way it wasn't in my first start because I the first eight games I played in that little stretch was all DH. Um, but my first big league start as a catcher, catcher yes. I hit two and I threw a guy out. And that is the most random first of all time. <laughs> most very specific, too. Ryan LaVarnway, our guest here on the pregame show tonight.
0: The team's in the middle of a four-game slot. And this is a team that had played with so much confidence for weeks and weeks leading up to this. And this is the first real feels like roadblock for the team this season stumbling block for the team this season what's the vibe in the clubhouse like knowing that this is a team that um,
1: might not be coming away with so many wins as many wins as they should lately um I, I think the biggest thing is that we know how good we are we're not worried or panicked about it at all and that that's really the sign of a good team for all the years that I've played it's you know when things don't go your way how do you respond and I think everyone's responded really well and I think we also understand that one of the reasons that maybe we haven't won out of the last couple days is because our team has been taken apart completely. They took four or five guys to the London series. Uh, We have a couple guys with opt-outs. We have uh, Brad Miller who already took his opt-out a couple weeks ago. So you're looking at eight to ten guys that have really been contributors for our team that have just been plucked right off our roster. So we'll be back at it. Uh, We still have a good core group of guys here. Uh, We're very confident in our abilities, and I think you're going to see guys, as guys start to be interchanged for new guys, we'll see the new guys stepping up too.
0: Big thanks to Ryan, and thanks to you for making the Raley part of your day today. First pitch tonight in Pawtucket at 6.05. Pre-game coverage begins at 5.35 on the Rail Riders Radio Network, the TuneIn Radio app, and on the MILB First Pitch app as well. I'm Adam Giardino. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at Adam Giardino, G-I-A-R-D-I-N-O. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you later tonight.